1906, San Francisco was a different world. It was a world of both freedom and oppression, of great opportunity and great poverty. Music was gay. African Americans were the colored race. Morphine and cocaine were available as pain remedies by the droplet for infants that suffered from teething pain and, in greater quantities, as a suicide method for the adults. Our newspaper reported on several suicides by both men and women who overdosed on morphine. Once I read about two middle-aged women who committed suicide while they held hands on a warm summer day. They collapsed after they sipped their tainted tea, deadly laced with morphine. Another morphine death that I heard about involved a man overcome with guilt. He could not reveal to his wife that their love was dead. He had found another woman to love and killed himself because he could not live with his choices and the consequences. It was an era of shame and ignorance. It was on the day of the great 1906 earthquake that I pulled out the two stones that I had in my pocket, and I pondered an illusory escape. It was a great day of personal tragedy. I wondered, was this the day that I would use the two gifts from my mysterious visitor who recently came into my life for a second time? My visiting friend advised me that I could use these stones in my greatest moment of tragedy. He said that I could avoid any harm, including death. The stones radiated a glorious blue and white and seemed to be magnetized as they clung to each other in my palm. I found comfort from a friend that day in one called Aisha, and her brother, Nikola Vranich. Their parents had migrated to Sacramento from Alabama in search of gold in the 1850s. They stayed in that golden California city until a mining accident killed their father. Then they traveled with their mother to San Francisco via the overland. They used their entire savings to start a new life in San Francisco in 1905. Unlike the Vranich family, I could not afford a train when I left Sacramento. I traveled along with another family by wagon with my two children, Tommy and Timothy. I had heard there were opportunities in vaudeville on the coast. I dreamed of being a performer. I wanted to be a singer. My husband had left our children and me after a presumed night of gambling in Sacramento, I assumed that he no longer wanted the responsibility of a family. I waited for months until I realized that he was never coming back. San Francisco represented a chance to start a new life. It was on that fatal day in April, the day of the earthquake, that a comforting Aisha Vranich came up from behind me and put her arm around me. She led me away from the piles of rubble and fire. She told me, Everything will be better tomorrow. Everything is always better tomorrow. And I believed her. Somehow, 
I connected with her on some undetectable level. I did not resist her strong young arm, because I instinctively felt that it guided me to a safer place. I trusted her. Aisha displayed a genuine kindness, or at least it seemed like it. I did not question her sincerity. I followed her away from the rubble of the building that was once a rented room. The room and its occupants were buried somewhere underneath the mounds of dirt and debris. Part of that fallen building had caught fire due to broken gas mains, and there was no water to fight the fire because the water pipes had broken as well. My two children had burned to death while I was going to the market for a loaf of bread. I wanted to escape the tragedy of that day.